It's exactly seven minutes after the hour. It is hashtag MSW. It's a very busy show tonight. Uh, coming through from our Durban studios on this uh, Tuesday here, putting everything aside in favor of uh, getting up to speed with what has been going on as far as the uh, coronavirus is concerned, how that's affecting sport, how that's affecting you and I uh, within the sporting fraternity. Now, as you know, that uh, the statement that was released by the Comrades Marathon Association announcing uh, that the 2020 event uh, will continue as planned until further notice, has received a mixed reactions with the Minister of Sport, Natim Tatwa, uh, labeling it as reckless. And we know President Cyril Ramaphosa declared the novel Coronavirus a National State of Disaster on Sunday while prohibiting gatherings of a hundred or more people. And here to set the record straight and also set in place. What's going to be happening on the 14th of June? Many await with bated breath for the Comrades Marathon year in and year out. Now, the marathon attracts more than, what, 15,000 athletes. Could be more. I don't know. Is it 47? 27, yeah. 27. 27,000 athletes. Along with volunteers, officials. There's also a massive medical tent, as you would know and is expected every year. And you're probably having your thoughts lingering in your head. What with all of this coronavirus prohibitions that are going on, what do they mean? So joining me in studio, race director Rowan James, thank you so much for your time and your patience. I'm sure you've been sitting here just listening in as development after development happens live in front of you. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Robert. And uh, great to be here. And uh, good evening to all the listeners. The race carries on. Very much so, uh, Robert, um, and I think that's that's what the key message is we really want to get across today as well. We have 88 days till, till race day, so uh, uh, as per what the uh, board um, decision made last night, that's a Comrades Marathon Association board, is that planning and preparation for the race will go on um, until we hear further from, first of all, our Athletic Federation, Athletic South Africa, who we run our business by. Mm. And then more importantly, obviously, is the um, the national government and, and everything that comes out from what they have to say. How seriously do you take what national government has to say? Robert, very seriously. Um, Comrades is an, an organization that's been going nearly 100 years. And I mm. think the important thing, really just the, the key message I want to get across there is that we run with a very, very sound corporate governance principle. Um, we are not above the law. Um, mm. Nobody is. The, and we, we respect what the national government has put out there as well as um, our federation, who we are actually answer, answerable to and work very closely in line with. All right. I haven't heard what the minister has had to say, but I, I think I did promise our listeners that as soon as we get it, we'll play it. And I'll get your immediate reaction to that in just a second. So let's listen in earlier this afternoon, as you heard from Velila, uh, saying that the minister has had some choice words to say with regards to this decision. Here's the minister, Natim Tatu. We, we, we then do not uh, take kindly to irresponsible uh, uh, messages. Had the Comrades Marathon people there, and the, the President Kosana must, must intervene. We, we can't allow that. We can't allow such irresponsible statements that things will continue to go ahead as planned. We're talking lives here. And as we're talking lives, we have a responsibility as government to deal with that. In any event, I don't know how will a, an event take place when people still have to come to government and apply 
uh, for that. It's a very irresponsible statement. And I want to say that uh, strongly so that uh, it, it should never be followed. Uh, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a terrible example. It's, uh, it's irresponsible uh, and it, it just has to be dealt with swiftly. And we are going to do that uh, to ensure that uh, such uh, irresponsibility do not carry. Sure. We could give an award for how many times the minister says irresponsible, irresponsibility. You're being declared irresponsible here, aren't um, yeah, and I think uh, naturally it's the first time I'm hearing the the quote or the clip as well. And I think yeah. I think what it really comes down to, Robert, is it it sounds to me as if just um, a journalist had asked the question off the floor, mm-hmm. uh, and it clearly looks to me that the obviously the minister hasn't been briefed properly or is not aware. Uh, of the media release that we put out, actually clarifying enough. And again, I just want to reiterate it: we've done that, and this is a this is a, a decision that's been taken by a full board of the Comrades Marathon last night, and particularly where we aligned our response and mm-hmm. our media release to that of our Federation ASA. And, and maybe let's just to reiterate that there, uh, Robert is the ASA Federation put out their media release yesterday, the 16th of March. Right. Um, I've got a chance. I'm just uh, going to refer to it as well, where they've suspended all athletic events um, right from primary school athletics all the way through from park runs to road running cross country everything mm-hmm. for for 30 days which then takes them up to the 15th of april where after they say asa will then review and give them more inform give more information after the 15th of april on the way forward and we in turn mm-hmm. as the comrades marathon have said that we will take our direction from that and we will in turn make our decision on the 17th by the 17th of april whether the comrades continues on the 14th of june or whether it gets postponed to an, an alternative date to be um, uh, suggested. Mm. But from the sounds of things, it sounds to me like he's aware of the statement because he even refers to Alex Kosan and says that he needs to intervene as the ASA boss uh, to the decision that was taken by Comrades Marathon Association to say something needs to be done because he keeps reiterating the recklessness of uh, the statement or the intention for the race to go ahead regardless of whether there will be a further review or not on it. The fact that it still is in the pot and could happen, and it will happen as up until now, until further notice, sounds to me like that is the part that is very, very unhappy with. I mean, what reassurance, other than what you've just given now, can you give South Africans as a whole? I think the, the important thing, Robert, to the message that we want to get across is that we will obviously work very closely and align with whatever the national government comes out with and what the federation comes out with. Mm. We do not have the mandate or the will or the willingness to go and just do our own thing. Um, uh, you know, what sort of message is that really sending out to the nation as a whole? We, we, we're dealing with a, uh, a pandemic as well. So I think, I hope I can get that message strongly across just talking to you like that, mm. just saying absolutely not. We do not operate outside of the confines or bounds of anything from a national perspective, a sport perspective. And as I can reiterate, um, very importantly, is that we run a very, very sound corporate governance principle within the Comrades Marathon Association. Mm. And when big decisions are being taken globally, whether you talk about the Euros, whether you're talking about CAF decisions, whether you're talking even here at home, whether you're talking about the two oceans or any other sporting gathering that brings in so many different people, whether it's the uh, Cape Epic, um, you name it, they've gone on the limb and said, you know what, 
we 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 cancelling, we we postponing, we suspending, whatever the choice of word is, but it has to do directly with the event no longer happening at a specific time, being moved to a 2021, possibly if everything does settle down. What, what what do you think the board itself is wary of, and why they don't want to call it off completely? Um, Robert, three things. <clears throat> Excuse me. When we had the um, board meeting last night, um, effectively three scenarios played out, and um, and it was obviously um, very strong debate and discussion amongst all the board members from it. And 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 really, the three scenarios are quite simple. Is number one, it's business as usual. Right. Number two is postpone the race, or number three is cancel the race. So then the we went around the table. Mm-hmm. Option number three is not an option. We will not cancel the race, but. Only if the way we will cancel the race is if we get instructed to do so by the national government or the athletic national athletic federation. So, for for comrades, because of this, the 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 ethos, the history, tradition, as part of our our, our culture, our tapestry, mm-hmm. we will do everything in our power for the runners to ensure that we don't cancel the race. But if that instruction comes from above, we will do that. Mm-hmm. So option so that then brings us back down to option number one, if we can call it that, that we carry on um, with planning and preparation towards the 14th of June until we have further information on the 15th of April from either the National Federation or the National Government and if it requires that we then push the race out then option two comes into play where we just postpone the race and find a later date and we're doing that groundwork and operational work in the background already Mm. we'd have to think of things like finding a new venue when I say new venue the venue we we finished the iconic Mosman Beater Stadium is it available on alternative dates where we have the race exposition where all the runners have to come and register all 50,000 people, those sort of things. So that work gets done in the background and has already been done in the background now. So the main thing is that the words calling off is not going to come through for you on the go ahead with it in the calendar year of 2020. That's correct, Robert. If the pandemic does not change, if things do not get better, let's say it stays the same. We are sitting currently on 61 people that have been affected positively by the coronavirus in South Africa. If that if that number goes up, does it affect your decision or does it not affect your decision? That's pretty much very much, it, Robert. Of course, yeah. it affects our decision. Yes, um, it'll it'll have to. And again, like I said, we would be guided by whatever the the Minister of Health has put out there, the Minister of the country, or whatever the the case might be. So, most certainly, yes, it would affect our decision. And when you talk about the suspension, <laughs> I, I know September what was the muted. Or is there another date or month where you would move it to if it doesn't happen in June? Correct. Um, we, we're working on that. We can't obviously uh, um, uh, mention the dates at the moment because we've obviously just got to ensure that we get our, our operational and logistical requirements behind the scenes. But yes, it would require us to move the race on to later on in the year. All right, so Sipondulio on Twitter says that Natim Tantua, the minister, was ill-advised, and I doubt that he even knows Comrades Marathon is taking place as it's beyond 30 days period that is being put in place. Mlungisi says the event is in June. It's really unnecessary uh, to call the race off when we only have a curfew for 30 days. Uh, Tepi talks about... Um, yeah, talk about uh, our interview here uh, with Ron James saying that uh, is a danger to society. Clearly, they're looking to line up their pockets without withstanding the health risk. Um, and Kilebochile Malela says the minister misunderstood the message from Comrades Race. The key words until further notice, uh, these still plenty of time uh, to call it off. Um, and I know that one of the you know staunch 
runners here, Magashule Gana, who also sent a tweet, says, my, my training for Comrades Marathon continues, whether it is run this year or next year. Running is now a way of living. If it is to be cancelled, I'll understand and accept. The organisers can offer us entry for 2021 race. Uh, that is all that he is saying. So uh, that's the general understanding. I've just sort of handpicked a couple of, uh, you know, the tweets that are coming through. I mean, do they align with the message that you're getting across? Do you think people are understanding this more, maybe, than what the minister is? Um, Robert, yes, definitely. I mean, uh, just quickly, and I know you've just taken a snapshot there, yeah. but I mean, if we just took five there, five positive, one negative, um, we all know that that's the advent of social media these days. Everybody has the opinion, sure. you know, the opposite to say what they want. But um, the, the, the feedback that we've received thus far, and uh, we track it through our, our various um, media monitoring uh, methods as well, has been overwhelmingly positive. There mm. will always be those that, you know, that some feel that, um, we lining our pockets or whatever the case may be. And I think, Robert, one thing I'd really like to get through to to the listeners um, as well. We we very strongly believe in a campaign that we have. It's called Runners First, and mm. and that's been one of the backbones and the str- the strengths of comrades over all the years is that the club system in the country. We believe in the club system. We back the, the club system. So those are all the weekend warriors who own, who run their races, who organise their own races, and. Comrades will never take the focus off that um, from that point of view. The, I think the, the, the important thing to remember here, yeah, this is about the runners and the race. It's not about individual egos. 100%. And when I pick up on that very same point again, with the race like this and with the time that is being spent deliberating backwards and forwards, you said 27,000 people. Now, there's an influx. So it's not just South Africans, and we've got to be wary of that. Correct. What sort of steps then do you enact? Because the people that are coming in from outside of South Africa who are coming in from the high-risk areas who usually come in and run this race do stand a chance, if proper procedures are not followed, of bringing this that has been brought here. Remember, unfortunately, this same province got its first victim up at Hilton, and uh, again, the race happens between <laughs> Barrettsburg and Durban. Just down the road from Hilton. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, so there are all of those factors that when I'm sitting here thinking about it, I, I say, okay, w- what extra measures do you put in place because of the influx of people coming in from outside? Yeah. So I'm glad you asked the question. The, effectively, we have three groups of runners coming, well, the Red Runner Comrades. Number one is what we call the international runners. Mm-hmm. That's all runners off the continent of Africa. Currently, we have 1,661 of them entered. Then we have what we call the rest of Africa, which is obviously any runner coming off the continent of Africa, excluding South Africa. At the moment, we have 665 of those. Mm-hmm. And then South Africa and entries as well, which is just, just under 24,000 at the moment. So one of the one of the initiatives that Comrades has in place is we have what we call the Brand Ambassadors Program, which is specifically targeted at all the non-South Africans. We have uh, Comrades Ambassadors in all the major countries um, around the world that, mm. that have athletes coming to to run the Comrades Marathon. We have 84 countries in total represented at the moment. Um, these Brand Ambassadors are then used to, to interact directly with those athletes Coming from the international or potentially coming to from the international, so we kept re, we keep them regularly updated communication wise of what the what the requirements are. And in, uh, in the case of if the um, the the national government has put in a ban on um, let's say 
uh, people coming from the UK for argument's sake, mm. then naturally we as event organizers would not be able to to um, accept those entries as well. It's not us as event organizers discriminating. It's the fact that the, the national government has put that in place, and right. we'd have to adhere to that. Um, so absolutely, let's just say in an ideal world the race does go on or it goes ahead when it is, but the national government still has a ban on UK runners. There is no way that we can accept those UK runners. We'll need to accept mm-hmm. uh, I need to communicate that to them. And, and and you have your ways of verifying. I mean, we've seen people trying to dodge the bullet to feel very strongly, whether it's for the financials of what the Comrades Marathon can give to them or whatever the reason is, that they go and claim maybe, let's say, a different nationality yeah. or they come with a fake passport or they try to do all sorts of strange things, but at the risk of the many thousands of innocent and negative testing yeah. runners. Robert, we have a we have a very robust uh, entry system, but like all things, nothing will ever be 100% watertight. And I think those, that, in those sort of cases, if there were people who would really want to try and circumvent the system, that would really come down to the Department of Home Affairs, whether they would allow them into the country or not, either through the visa process yeah. or through the ports of entry. Um, but we, if we were called upon by Department of Home Affairs, we could certainly assist with um, all the required information, copies of passports and all that sort of thing to, to verify the entry into the race. So it's something of a major concern as well to you, or you're pretty happy that they've yep. got that covered as, as government, as different departments within the ministries, et cetera, et cetera, that they'll have that all of that yeah. covered. I think, uh, I think between collectively, you all have to, you have to at a, uh, a stage. And I mean, I can put it out there and say how long's a piece of string. All it needs is it needs one person who, who can dodge a system and, and it messes it up for everybody. So uh, you pray and hope that that isn't the case, but I'm quite comfortable of what we've got would be able to in, in place in terms of our entry system as well, would certainly be able to complement and help the other departments if called upon to do so. Are you worried at all about what we spoke to Danny Jordan about earlier, saying that at times the interests of the sponsors are put ahead of the interests of human beings. Is that something you consider? Is there pressure that comes through from the sponsors to say, you know, guys, we wait a whole year. I mean, it's a, it's an annual thing and they pump in money towards it and they want the event to happen. Do you believe though that, you, you find yourselves or the board finds themselves I think the Robert um, we're very fortunate we've got an incredible family of sponsors and I think that's one of the secrets and the success of Comrades is that um, we're actually a family we don't so while there is a commercial element and yes you need the commercial element in order for the race to participate one of the first pro- the just in terms of the um, if we can call it the communication process it was on conclusion of the board meeting last night mm. of what the uh, envisaged route was or direction going forward the then uh, the chair lady and the general manager of the Comrades Marathon Association immediately got in contact with the um, the key sponsors of Comrades uh, as well to advise them um, that this is what the the intended course of action was. So, long story short, they they fully supported, bought into it. Comrades has two main sponsors in Bonitas Medical Aid and then Mr. Price. Um, there's a, there's a whole host of other secondary and, and sponsors all the way down, but overwhelmingly supporting. But I think again, it just comes back down to it's a sharing of information. People just need to know what's going on. Um, so certainly from a perspective we've done that with our commercial partners they fully support us um, without putting pressure on us um, mm-hmm. as well f- to to let's say try and look after their commercial um, aims as well all right uh, i believe jeff in tembisa is on hold good evening jeff Hi, Rob. welcome to the show you want to ask Rowan a question yes i just want to put in stupid comment uh, concerning the issue that you're discussing with the gentleman there yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Rob, um, I think the gentleman is losing a 
the government has uh, has uh, galvanized the nation to try and show the seriousness of this problem of this virus. It's not uh, it's not for him to come and say we are doing something different from what the the government and the ministers are doing and the whole nation is doing. We are all one as South Africans and fighting this thing in one spirit. And he comes and say we are diverting. We are going to do it this way. And that's a problem. So you, you're not happy with the final decision taken? Yeah, no, no. I think it's a decision. I think it's anti, anti the spirit, you know, of the government and the president, or what they're trying to do. Because people's lives are, are at stake here, you know? Oh. Okay. All right. Thanks so much. I'll get a comment from him. Just looking at time. Sammy is also calling us. Sammy, good evening. Rob, how are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Ryan's here. Go ahead. Good. Look, I want to defend the minister. It's extremely irresponsible what uh, Comrade Marathon wants to do. We have got foreign runners that are coming. I mean, if Zimbabwe with zero recording of the virus can declare a state of emergency and even redirect resources to prevent it. People die at Comrade Rob. They die under normal circumstances when you've got no virus. You go to the medical tent at the end, you'll think you're in an ICU of a war-torn uh, zone. But that is the nature of the race. We, I have run five comrades, and I still intend to run more, but I think this will, will put this country back to where it will be coming from after 30 days. Because people who come from other countries, they might not be where they are today, but on a later stage, if they come, and the nature of how this virus moves from one person to the other, as comrades, we sweat on each other, we spit on each other, is the nature of the race. We are going to take South Africa. People, how do we even quarantine them when we struggle to find Rob and all the people he has been with in the past five days? We are told this virus does not sometimes even react and show uh, for a number of days. How are we going to quarantine people who have been in contact with 27,000 runners, others coming from 84 countries for argument's sake? I think if this race is to be moved to another day, responsible. Uh, in terms of another month like September, they suggest, it will really be taking the spirit of where we are now. I think it's, it's, it's suicidal and it's in fact another genocide that comes with If we even look at, at, at truth, we will still be taking baby steps as a country, like all other countries that are now opening up. All right, so Sammy is saying that it will be suicidal. I got it ended there, Sammy. Thank you so much for that input. Says it's around about five comrades, and he believes that uh, it will be suicidal in the light of other people coming in from outside of the country, saying that people are dying in any case, even if there is no uh, pandemic or disease or uh, coronavirus to contend with. How do you respond to Sammy? I think the important thing, the message that uh, I just like to get over to Sammy again, is that um, we are not acting outside of what the parameters have currently been put down in place as well. Again, mm-hmm. I just come back to is that we have 88 days until race day. We don't know where this pandemic, when I say we, I'm talking about this country, does not know where the pandemic is going at the moment. Who knows, 30 days from now, it might be fixed. We don't know. The chances, yeah, most probably very rare, something like that. But uh, I think, Tammy, the important thing that I really want to get across to you is that we will in no way uh, make a decision or, or go forward with anything that would recklessly endanger anybody in this country, whether they be internationals coming into the country or the locals actually running the race as well. All right. MSW is going to be here for the rest of the week. And I know where your offices are. 
I'll come running there uh, to call upon you to give further clarity as the nation awaits. And uh, we really do thank you, though. Um, I mean, I think somebody was saying that qualifying races won't happen for 30 days already. So that also has an impact, doesn't it? Very much so, uh, Robin. Just quickly, and I'm actually glad that you've picked that one up because uh, the whole idea with also just putting out the, the media release today was also just, number one, to ally the, the uncertainty and the fears that are out there, but more important is to keep a top line and clear and out of clutter. Operational race stuff will come later, and then uh, for the listener's point of view, next thing we will be touching on is obviously addressing the qualifying issue just to put um, athletes' minds at ease. All right, so keep it locked right here on Marawa Sports Worldwide. We'll bring you all the news as it happens. And as I say, that we'll be camping out here down in Durban uh, to give you the right information. Ron, thank you so much for coming through, man. Good luck. I know it's tough decisions, long nights. I can see you're very tired. Go get some sleep. Thanks very much, Robert. Thanks for having me on the show. Highly appreciated there. You can follow him even on Twitter. I just saw his uh, Twitter handle. Reminder so that you can get many more people questioning, cross-questioning. Absolutely, Robert. It's uh, James Rowan, and it's R-O-W-Y-M. That's the one. It's James first and then Rowan second. That's how it is on Twitter. All right, let's uh, quickly kick it off there because I know that Justice as well as Wong and Kawa are standing by to give us uh, what's going to be happening on their respective uh, shows. I know that uh, COVID-19 uh, on small business does continue as a conversation, but uh, King Dalinjebo says that nothing will stop him from Indeed. resuming his duties. Indeed, Kumkanu Dalinjebo saying that uh, not even... Uh, a restraining order or an order from the magistrate uh, will prevent him from going to the great oh. place in Bumbane and uh, in I guess the unfolding drama here many people have said it's akin uh, to Game of Thrones I, I'm certainly not a GOOT fan but uh, I can tell you that it has all the makings uh, Robert, of uh, uh, a real tragedy and we certainly hope that uh, the Abba Temple people can come uh, to their senses and unify around this particular matter not even the coronavirus hey Putin He'll get there. Hey, before the coronavirus gets to Bombay, I think this issue will, <laughs> will divide yeah, the people long before the virus gets there. It's, it's, it's moving rapidly. From your side, Justice, I, I know that you've been warming people's ears very nicely. Listen last night again. What's the theme today? What can we look out for? Well, we kick off with Olette Adams. Come walk with me. That's 1997. Hey, funny story on the African continent happened. You remember a character named Mobuto Seseseko? Mm. Yeah, 1997, that's when we managed to say goodbye to him. He had to run for it as Laurent Kabila was coming in. Yeah, which was the end of uh, Zaire and the beginning of the democratic... Remember, uh, Mobuto came in uh, with the help of the CIA Mm. and the Mm. Belgians. By killing Lumumba. They killed Lumumba, yeah, the CIA and the Belgians. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. They did it for... Uh, was that the start of the Kabila dynasty there in the DRC? In na- 1997, yes. Yes, yes. Laurent first and then... Uh, who's yes. the other guy? I forget the second name. Joseph. Joseph, yes. Yeah, 2001, uh, Laurent got killed by bodyguard. We don't know what happened there, so... No, no. Still, <laughs> yeah. Is that why you don't have bodyguards? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's probably the reason. You're right. <laughs> what is Guys, it? I'm looking forward to your respective shows, and I, and I know I it's a busy one, one for you. <laughs> I smile again, I smile again, I smile again. <laughs> <laughs> Justice and mm. Aya.